your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, July 12th, 2021. Your boy Q here, back for another week of Raider talk here on the Locked On Raiders podcast, back for another week of work in the workforce. Very excited about today, July 12th. Today is my first day at Lotus Broadcasting, my official first day at Lotus Broadcasting in Las Vegas. Very excited about that. Before I get into today's episode and tell you anything about the weekend, any news and notes, before I get to any calls, before we get into any conversation pieces, want to tell you that today's show is being brought to you by rockauto.com. Great selection, super low prices, all the parts your car is ever going to need, rockauto.com. Let them know that the Lockdown Raiders podcast sent you. That's how they know I'm doing my job, doing a good job at it, as a matter of fact. Coming up on today's show, segment number three, I got calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. The number, if you don't have it already, 707-654-4693. Got a lot of good feedback that I got over the weekend, so I definitely appreciate that and get to as much as possible coming up in segment number three. Segment number two, you heard my conversation on Friday's podcast with Pritch and Clay from Raider Nation Radio 920 talking all things Raiders. You heard that on the podcast on Friday's show, but part of the conversation that you didn't hear that didn't have anything to do with me, it wasn't part of my conversation, but it was part of the conversation they were having on the show, and I thought it was really good, was about defense, and does we defense really win championships, and uh, how, how much are sacks, the number of sacks that a team gets, how much are they really effective on the defense, and, and do they really determine the outcome of games, and so they had a lot of good conversation, of course. Pritch was a wide receiver in the NFL for some years. So, of course, he has the offensive side of things. He thinks very, very offensively. But they had a good conversation going back and forth. So I want to kind of expand on that conversation, give my two cents on it, and I'll throw in a couple stats that uh, kind of back up my point of view as far as that conversation goes. So that's going to come up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, kind of news and notes collected over the weekend. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Now, as I mentioned off top of the show, that uh, today is my first official day of Lotus Broadcasting in Las Vegas. Very excited about that. Uh, not only going to be doing a radio show on Raider Nation Radio 920, but also the program director of four different stations, ESPN Las Vegas, Fox Sports Las Vegas, got Raider Nation Radio 920 and AM 1230 The Game. Very excited about that. So, man, I'm telling you, uh, I couldn't even really sleep. I I told the wife, hey, I'm going to get a lot of really good sleep and be ready for today, and I couldn't even really sleep. It was like, the you know, a kid at the first day of school, and you go and lay out all your clothes, and you get ready for, you know, get ready for the first day of school. You know, it's it's like picture day, so you got to go take your pictures that's how excited I am for today and excited and fired up and depending on what time you're listening my first day might officially be over but uh, man oh man uh, just fired up about the opportunity that I have in front of me and uh, you know can't wait to get started later on today but uh, yeah it goes down today first official day of uh, work at Lotus Broadcasting uh, gonna be on the radio Raider Nation Radio 920 uh, starting officially my first official day of my own show won't be until I believe what the 26th I think it's the 26th of July. I'll be uh, doing Vinny Bonsignor's show on the 15th. That'll be my first day on air, filling in for him. And then I'll be filling in in the morning show as well for Pritch and Clay starting on the 16th. Got a lot of good stuff coming uh, your way. So very excited about that. 
Also, real quick, want to shout out anyone who hit me up over the weekend. As uh, many of you know, on Friday, I flew out of uh, Las Vegas very, very early in the morning, flew into Dallas. The wife picked me up, got back to Central Texas, and uh, loaded up the, the U-Haul truck and, and decided to get in the truck and, and drive back across the country to, uh, to the West Coast, to Las Vegas, and uh, finally made it back. And it was an adventure. And anyone who's been listening to the podcast knows for a while that I always have adventures when it comes to the airport. Well, the airport was not the problem. Now, getting the U-Haul truck getting it on time, getting it loaded, getting all the way back to Las Vegas. That was the problem. But it officially, it, it happened. It got taken care of. Uh, you know, we got back to uh, to Las Vegas. I'm very excited about that. Uh, did not get our place yet. Actually, our, our place did not come through. So we're still looking for a place to live. So currently we're uh, at the Batcave, a.k.a. Mama Q's house. But we're working on that. But either way, our, our boots are on the ground on the West Coast. We're very excited about that. So appreciate everyone who reached out and said, hey, have safe trips with the family. We definitely did that. Now, let's get into some Raider conversation that may have happened over the weekend. And one of the first things was I noticed on Friday that new running back for the Raiders, Kenyon Drake, was on SiriusXM NFL. And he's been a subject of a lot of conversation. I've been talking about what he could bring to the offense. I've done many radio hits. I even did a radio hit in uh, Buffalo, New York on Friday, matter of fact, talking about the Raiders and just you know their expectations for the upcoming season and one of the questions was about Kenyon Drake you know what do you expect him to bring to the table we talked about Drake quite a bit here on the podcast I'm very excited about his addition but here's Kenyon Drake in his own words on Sirius XM NFL on his expectations for the team like how he expects his role to be on the team with obviously running back Josh Jacobs being the bell cow and then you'll hear a follow-up question regarding quarterback Derek Carr here he is Kenyon Drake from Sirius XM NFL on Friday I'm definitely excited to see how you know our roles continue to develop with obviously Josh being you know the man got to go out there and do what he has to do because I have much respect and love for him and his game and what um, Coach Gruda has planned for us in that specific capacity but um, I feel like I'm gonna have a big role in this offense and you know with them being a top 10 offense last year the skies are is the limit for us. I'm, I'm yeah. ready to see us take it to the next level. In just your short time being around with the Raiders, what does Derek Carr bring to you and how can he help you out at your position in, le- I mean, in learning that new position and new role for the Raiders? Um, he's just very cerebral, you know, and like I said, not taking anything away from the other guys that I've played with, but he has the ability to kind of be the OC or the, the coach on the field. And I mean, obviously, that's what you look for in a quarterback in general. But with him being the longest tenured Raider, um, with him having the kind of connection that he has with Gruden, um, it's kind of crazy. It's almost like when we're in meetings, um, you know, literally any question that Gruden asks him, it's, you know, it comes, it's, it's like second nature to him. Uh, he just has the ability to kind of spit off, you know, anything that, you know, Gruden wants him to do. And uh, he's always, Gruden's always really touting about how, you know, if, there's something that, you know, a, a look that's on the field, uh, he gives Carr the option, two, three plays deep within the play to get to the best play that, you know, was going to give us success. And I feel like um, from looking at the film from last year and kind of getting a better idea of how the offense is rolling, um, obviously with me being in this uh, OTAs and minicamp, getting a better uh, handle on the playbook, uh, Looking, going back and looking at the film, I was like, I see how, some of these plays, you know, may not be the best look for the specific play that you first called. He has a a great feel for getting to the play that the offense needs to be successful. And um, like I said, adding me a couple more weapons, uh, and Willie Snead, John Brown, I just feel like uh, this offense, like I said, is uh, definitely destined for great things. 
So there's new Raiders running back Kenyon Drake right there. He was on SiriusXM NFL on Friday. And I'll tell you right now, he doesn't sound like a guy who's just picked up this offseason, does he? Sound like a guy who's been on the team for many, many years and knows Derek Carr and talking about everything that goes on in meetings and how important he is and how he's a coach on the field, uh, his expectations for the offense, his expectations for the team. I mean, just he sounds like, and I don't want to put too much on him, but he almost sounds like a coach on the field as well. Very, very excited. I've been very excited about that pickup ever since they signed Drake. Uh, some, you know, some signings they make, I say, okay, that's a decent signing or that's a good signing or uh, I don't really understand that signing. That one, from day one, I've loved that signing. I thought Kenyon Drake, uh, his addition to the team is going to be big time. And I'll tell you, man, if you don't hear it in him, hear the confidence in him, uh, and doesn't get you a little bit excited, get the juices flowing a little bit, I don't know what will. So there was Kenyon Drake right there, Targa Raiders on SiriusXM NFL. Again, that was from Friday. Also wanted to bring up a piece that I saw on NFL.com from Mark Sessler uh, talking about potential first-time Pro Bowlers from each AFC team. Now, he did NFC teams as well, but of course the Raiders are AFC teams, so that's what matters to me the most. So I went to check to see who he had for the Raiders and then also who he had for the rest of the division. So let me go ahead and just tell you right off top who Mark Sessler picked for the whole AFC West. From the Chargers, first-time Pro Bowler, potential first-time Pro Bowler, quarterback Justin Herbert. I don't think there should be any question about that. It makes a lot of sense. I think Justin Herbert's going to be a really, really good quarterback. I think the Chargers got them a good one. Chiefs, offensive guard Joe Thune. He was a guy that was picked up in free agency over the offseason as Patrick Mahomes ran for his life during the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. And the Chiefs said, no, 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 not going to have that happen anymore and kind of revamped that offensive line. Joe Thune is part of that. And then Broncos tackle Garrett Bowles, who was a guy that was a former first-round draft pick of the Denver Broncos. Uh, he was the guy that that uh, Mark Sessler said he thinks is going to be a first-time Pro Bowler or has a potential, at least, to be a first-time Pro Bowler from the Denver Broncos. So, of course, Q, who did he pick for the Raiders? Well, he picked Mad Max Crosby. He says the Raiders roster is an odd one, populated with a legion of good but not great players. Ideally, second-year wideout Henry Ruggs at third, explosing into something beautiful, but he struggled to look the part in the offense built around tight end Darren Waller. Crosby, though, has outperformed his fourth-round pedigree to lead the team in sacks two years running. That was supposed to be fourth overall pick Cleve Farrell, but the NFL is a strange place, a place where Crosby belongs. That is from Mark Sessler on NFL.com. Uh, his article he put out, potential first-time Pro Bowlers from each AFC team. Now, as I read that, you know, I'm sure that you're thinking, man, he's taking shots at the Raiders team, talking about the roster has uh, got a, a lot of good players but not great players. But that's something that, you know, from the outside looking in, you could question and say, hey, where are the greats? You know, and we talked about it. We talked about the Alpha Dogs. You know, the Alpha Dogs are great players. So, I mean, it, it could be taken as a shot or it could be taken as a challenge. And I think the Raiders will take it as a challenge. He talked about second-year wide receiver Henry Ruggs and the fact that he kind of struggled to look the part in year one. Obviously, he's got to take a major step forward in year two, but nothing that I don't think he can do. Now, with all that being said, I like what he said about Max Crosby, you know, who has led the team in sacks for the first two years of his career. And I do feel like he's going to take a big step this year. And, you know, there's a lot of big buzz around Max Crosby. Of course, Yannick Ngakwe was the big free agent defensive end brought in to be that sack specialist, be that guy to get after the quarterback. But again, uh, like Sessler said, and like all Raider Nation knows, Crosby's been that dude for two years running now. And so I would love to see, I'm very excited to see the step that Crosby takes this year. Regardless, and I've said it before, I know Vinny Bonsignor has been very adamant about it, that Crosby may not be the guy who starts. He may not get the majority of the snaps. You know, he might not be the guy with the, the highest snap count, but still, when he gets in there, do believe that he has an opportunity to maximize every rep and and the Raiders ideally will probably keep him fresh so down the stretch he'll be able to make plays at the end of games uh, like he wasn't able to do all the time in, in 2020.
money because he played so many snaps. So uh, I'm excited about what, what, what you're going to see from Max Crosby in year three. He only has a four-year contract, so of course he's going to go try to ball out and most likely try to get a contract extension following this season. If he does have a big-time season, double-digit sacks. Think about that. If he has double-digit sacks, just say 10, man, that would be 37 sacks in the first three seasons of his career. That would be big. That would be big time and definitely warranted a big time contract. So I thought that was interesting. And, you know, I bring this up and and I like to go back to NFL.com or I like to go to national uh, sites or, or national, you know, hear national radio shows when they talk about the Raiders, because a lot of Raider Nation always says, well, I never hear the Nationals giving us any props or I never hear the Nationals talking about the Raiders in, in a good way or, or giving any of the players on the team any kind of props. So I know last week talked about what Gil Brandt had to say about Kenyon Drake uh, this week talking about what Mark Sessler has to say about uh, Max Crosby so just like to bring that up from time to time to let it be known that the Raiders are being talked about nationally it's just sometimes you got to go find it and bring it to the front of the classroom if you know what I mean so that's what I'm trying to do here on the Locked On Raiders podcast and we'll be doing on Raider Nation Radio 920 as well so that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast news and notes I did also kind of want to throw in there that uh, the Falcons released linebacker Barkevius Mingo uh, and he was released because of some very serious charges. Uh, he was arrested on Thursday in Arlington, Texas, on charge of indecency with a child, sexual contact. And that is not something that I want to speculate on. That is not something that I want to say, hey, man, if if he's innocent, go Raiders, go get him because he's a linebacker. I'm not even going there in that direction. I just wanted to pass along that information because that's some serious, serious business. Uh, the Falcons did a little bit of lurk, looking into it. And apparently uh, on over the weekend, they decided to go ahead and release him. So, uh Innocent until proven guilty, but that's some serious, serious charges right there. Uh, so that's just something that I'll be paying attention to because, honestly, I hope that it's not true. I hope that there's some big, huge mistake because I don't care who you are. I don't care what team you play for when it comes to dealing with children and some sexual contact and decency with the child. Regardless, uh, yeah, that's all bad. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, just paying attention to that situation. Again, not bringing it up because it's Raider-related or, hey, you know, Falcons had to do this or, or maybe go get this guy because he's a talented player. Nah, none of that matters to me at all. Just wanted to pass that along as well. So that's all I got for you officially of uh, segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two, going to talk about that old saying, defense wins championships. You know, it's an old cliche that's easy to say, but does it really win championships? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about sack numbers. We'll talk all things defense coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about Built Bar. And I've been telling you about Built Bar for a very, very long time. They've got a bunch of flavors that they really are focusing in on right now. Coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. As of Friday, Built Grasshopper Cookie, boom, no longer available. It was a limited time flavor. Every once in a while, if you go to the website, BuiltBar.com, you can find a new limited time flavor. They'll have another one pop up sooner rather than later, but uh, Grasshopper Cookie is now a done deal record, so hopefully you already got your box. But if you see or hear any of those flavors that I mentioned, that you do want and you're out of your built bars or you're running low on built bars uh, you can go ahead and re-up you can buy any of those flavors that I mentioned or you can get a mixed box where you get two of the flavors uh, you'll get two of each of the flavors so you get a big old box full of built bars they're good for you they're healthy and uh, they taste great as well so go ahead and check it out right now builtbar.com while you're there use the promo code lock 15 it's going to help you save 15 percent off your order just like that so not only are you going to get a great taste of protein bar but you can save money at the same time builtbar.com Promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Segment number two, it's on the way. 
Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to take this segment to talk all things defense, and defense has been one of the conversations we've had on the podcast throughout the course of the offseason. That was something I said back in January. That would be our big talking point. It wasn't going to be about Derek Carr. It was going to be about the defense, because the defense is the big elephant in the room. How can it improve? How can it go from being a terrible ranked defense like it was in 2020 to being respectable? Does it have to be top 10? No, but it's got to be respectable in order for the Raiders to take that next step from being an 8-8 eight and eight team that they were in 2020 to being a potential playoff team in 2021. So it's funny, on Friday's podcast, you heard the conversation I had with Pritch and Clay from Raider Nation Radio 920, and I was actually on their show on Thursday morning talking all things Raiders, but they were having a really, really good discussion. I kind of briefly talked about it on the podcast as well on Friday about defense winning championships and also the sack numbers for the Raiders and how that could lead to more wins or does that lead to more wins? And again, that was a conversation that Pritch and Clay had and I thought it was really, really good. And basically, the argument that Pritch was making, and remember, former NFL wide receiver was making, is that, yeah, I've never seen defense actually win a championship, even though that's what everyone says. Defense wins championships. Now, that's what he was saying, and that's one of the things that I live by. I live by, hey, you know, defense wins championships. But I understand what he was saying because he was technically talking about you can't just win games with defense alone. Now, there's a few exceptional teams throughout the course of NFL history that were just so dominant on the defensive side of the ball that they didn't hardly have to score anything. I think back to, you know, old Baltimore Ravens team. As a matter of fact, the Baltimore Ravens team that beat the Raiders that were a high-flying offense at the Oakland Coliseum. That was the game that Tony Saragusa belly flopped on Rich Gannon. You know, I mean, just I, I go back to that Baltimore Ravens team and how they're dominant in defense. Even going all the way back to Tampa Bay that beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl, how dominant their defense was. And they, yeah, they put up a lot of points on the board, but the reason they put up all those points is because they created all those turnovers. So, you know, there's certain teams throughout the course of the NFL that's hit, that their defense was just so dominant, their offense didn't have to do much. But... To Pritch and Clay's point was, it's not just about defense winning a championship. You can't just have a great defense without a a complimentary offense or offense that's really, really good to win, especially in today's NFL. So that's really how this whole segment came to be and kind of what has been on my mind ever since I heard it. And again, I thought it was a really, really good discussion. And that's why I'm so excited to be part of Raider Nation Radio 920 and ESPN Las Vegas and and all of that because this kind of conversation is stuff that uh, we can have on the radio and then also boil over to the podcast. And so uh, Josh DeBow from the AP, we know him very well. He always puts out tweets and stats and most of the time they're not very flattering as far as the Raiders are concerned. And uh, he put out, and I think it was Thursday or Friday, I can't remember which day, that the Raiders, the last time that they had a top 10 ranked defense was 2006 and I said 2006 I went back and quote tweeted and said yeah and the Raiders went 2-14 and that season and they were a top 10 ranked defense matter of fact they were number 8 overall and they ended up going 2-14 and if you're trying to remember what team that was and I know Raider Nation has tried to probably block that part of Raider history out of their mind that was the return of Art Shell to the sideline that was also the return of well not the return of for the Raiders but Tom Walsh offensive coordinator remember he was a bed and breakfast guy Uh, he had a hotel that he was managing until Art Shell called him and said, hey, I want you to be my offensive coordinator. Yeah, they went 2-14. and 14. Their offense stunk. They averaged 10.6 points per game that season. They only scored 168 points the entire season. 168, so that averages out to 10.6. They were the 32nd ranked offense in the league in 2006 with the 8th ranked defense. Think about that. And at that time, that was the biggest gap ever in NFL history. So, 
to to the point of Pritch and Clay, no, you can't just have a lights out defense and think that you're going to win a bunch of games because the Raiders proved in 2006 that you've got to have a complimentary offense. Now, if you think back to last year's Raiders team, if they had an eighth-ranked defense, oh, man, they may be winning the Super Bowl. You know, and that's not me looking through silver and black glasses. That's being realistic. I mean, they had a top-ten-ranked offense in, in 2020, even though uh, the red score, the red zone offense wasn't as great as it should have been. But if they had a, a top-ten defense in 2020, oh, man, they'd have been cooking with grease. You know, they would have really, really made a nice playoff run, a deep playoff run, in my opinion. But, again, going back to the point of the conversation is that you've got to be able to be complimentary. And so I do believe that the Raiders with the addition to Gus Bradley and uh, you know the the defensive coordinators that he has on his staff the coaches that he has on the staff and some of the players that have been added through free agency and the draft this year that their defense is going to be a lot better but they still have got to be able to go and, and play that offense and they've got to be able to put up points like they were able to do in 2020 I mean think about this as bad as their defense was they still ended up going eight and eight that's pretty amazing you know and they didn't have a lot of sacks you know the Raiders only had 21 sacks in uh, in 2020 and they went eight and eight and so this is where the conversation went with Pritch and Clay. They said, well, uh, how about sacks? You know, if you get a whole bunch of sacks, does that mean that your team's going to win a lot of games? And it doesn't necessarily mean that. But for the Raiders and what they did, especially in 2016, the last time that they were in the playoffs, they would get sacks at the right time. They would get sacks right when, you know, they needed it the most, when they needed to close out a game, when they needed to get a turnover. Khalil Mack would come through and get a strip sack or something big would happen. That's It's op- opportunistic. It's not necessarily just about you know what uh what, getting sacks here and there and collecting numbers and, and guys getting you know getting their stats it's not about that it's about the right time of, of things and just like when it comes to uh, turnovers you know the Raiders haven't created very many tur- turnovers since 2016 that's also something they need to do but here's the numbers here's a look at the numbers the sacks in 2020 for every team in the AFC West the Broncos they led the AFC West in sacks they had 42 their overall record five and eleven. The Chargers, no, the Chiefs, they were next with 32. Now, they went 14-2. and They lost the Super Bowl. We all know that. But nobody said, man, that Chiefs defense and the way they get after the quarterback is what got them to the Super Bowl. No, we all know it goes through the offense. Uh, The Chargers, they were next. 27 sacks in 2020. Their overall record, 7-9. and And, of course, pay attention to that, 27 sacks, because Gus Bradley was the leader of that defense there in L.A. And then the Raiders, they pulled up the rear 21 total sacks in 2020, and they still went 8-8. Eight and eight. So they were the second-best team in the AFC West despite having the least amount of sacks in 2020. Again, I'm not saying that they don't need to get after the quarterback. I'm saying that they need to get after the quarterback and they need to make it happen, especially at the, the right times to close out games. You know, that was the part of the conversation that I was trying to emphasize really when I was listening to it. And, you know, it's a good conversation when you're listening to the radio and you're talking back to it. I started talking back to it saying, hey, man, yeah, but they, they got to get sacks to close the games out. You know, you go back to that Kansas City game at Allegiant Stadium last season. If they could have got to Mahomes once or twice, that game was a wrap. You go back to that Miami Dolphins game back at Allegiant Stadium in 2020 they could have got to Ryan Fitzpatrick and I'm not talking about his helmet where they yanked it off his face or tried to yank it off his face I mean get him to the ground they win that game go back to the Chargers game at the end of the season week 15 when they lost you know when they couldn't stop the Chargers from getting down the field and scoring they could have got to Herbert a couple times they win that game that's when sacks really determine what goes on in an NFL game. You know, again, and, and I brought up this stat on Friday's show that the Raiders were sixth uh, in the league in quarterback hurries, but they didn't get to the quarterback enough. So, yeah, they hurried them, which is great, but they didn't sack them enough. You know, and, and again, it's not necessarily just picking up stats throughout the course of the game when it doesn't really matter. When the Raiders would come up with sacks 
and it was really, really important and critical. Uh, you go back again to 2016, it was it was in opportunistic times. That's when the sacks mean the most. So, no, just because you stack up a lot of numbers doesn't necessarily mean that, okay, this, this defense is great and they're going to shut out a lot of teams and win a lot of games. It doesn't mean that. But you've got to be able to get home at a certain time. So that goes back to the defensive rotation that the Raiders have put together in 2021. I do believe that this training camp is something I'm looking forward to covering right in Henderson at the training facility, I think that that defensive line rotation that they've built is what's going to allow them to, even if they only get 28 or 29 sacks, just say they get the 27 sacks that the Chargers do. If they get those at the right time, that's what's going to really matter. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean they got to get three or four a game. I don't care if they get two a game. If, you know, whatever team they're playing, say Kansas City is driving down the, the field and then all of a sudden, boom, third and eight, Big Max Crosby comes up and gets a big sack, and now it's all of a sudden 4th and 15 or 4th and 20 or 4th and 17, whatever it is. That's that's what matters the most. You know, it doesn't mean that, oh, hey, they just got four sacks in the game, so they must have won. That doesn't necessarily mean that. So, no, defense doesn't win championships on its own. Sack numbers doesn't mean that you're going to win the game, but it's all an element of it, and especially in 2020, 2021. I mean, today's day and age of the NFL, it is an offensive shootout. I mean, it really is, and, and the rules in the NFL are created to help the offense go out there and perform at a high level and entertain the fans. But ultimately, yeah, it does boil back down to defense, and when can defense step up and make plays? Can they get a stop when they're called upon? How many times did the Raiders, hey, defense just needs to step up and make a play that's when defense really matters that's how defense wins championships and go back I know some could say hey Q you're a prisoner of the moment talking about the Super Bowl think about how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl yeah we talk about Tom Brady and his greatness and how he made everyone on the field better but the defense is what shut out Kansas City and again that's going back to one of those exceptional defenses it wasn't exceptional all season long but it was exceptional when it mattered (laughs) <laughs> when it mattered the most, that defense was cooking with grease. So you saw it throughout the course of the playoffs. They were really improving each and every week. And then all of a sudden, boom, they went out there and did what they did against the Kansas City Chiefs. And, of course, a lot of people say, well, now we got to build our defense like that Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. Well, not necessarily. If you go back, their defense wasn't great throughout the course of the season, but it got great and it got good when it mattered the most. When they needed the call, when they needed the, you know, the stop, they would get the stop. So that's how the Raiders' defense needs to improve. It doesn't have to be necessarily top 10 ranked defense. But again, if they could come up with the stops, if they can come up with the plays when they matter, at crunch time, at the end of the game, at the end of quarters, the end of halves, that's big as well. If they can keep a team out of the end zone or from scoring at the end of a half and then potentially getting the ball back, coming out of the locker room, uh, that that always kind of shifts games as well. I feel like that that really helped them on that Monday night football game against the Saints. As a matter of fact, it was the first Monday night football game uh, at Allegiant Stadium in 2020. Big time momentum momentum shift in that game heading into the locker room for the Raiders their defense comes up with a big play gets an interception off of Drew Brees and boom they get the ball coming out of the out of the locker room and when I say they I mean the Raiders get the ball coming out of the locker room they're able to score and that game just kind of uh, shifts on ahead you know it just kind of pivots and, and so that you can get that kind of momentum but ultimately you know the defense again going back to how this all started just defenses alone win championships no but It could definitely lose you championships. It could definitely lose you games, especially if you're giving up 30-plus points per game like the Raiders did in 2020. So Gus Bradley's job, get that thing down to, you know, averaging about 23 points giving up a game. If the Raiders only give up 23, 24 points, I know we've talked about this tons of time, uh, you know, if they give up that amount of points per game, I feel really, really good about the chances of them winning that game because I feel like their offense, which was good, which was really good. Top 10 ranked offense in, in 2020. Red zone needs to be improved, but I think that will be improved. I think that Foster Moreau is going to have a major role in that. Brian Edwards has an opportunity to have a major role in that. Kenyon Drake's going to have a major role in that. There's a lot of different options, I think, for that offense. So 
I, I feel really good. If you're telling me each and every game the opposing team's only going to score 24 points, I'm going to tell you each and every game I think the Raiders have a great chance of winning it. So Gus Bradley's job is not to get the defense to be top 10 ranked. His job is not to make the Raiders lead the league in sacks, but his job is to shave some of those points per game. Get it down about a touchdown. You know, if you're giving up 30, give up 23. And if you do that, you're giving yourself a fighting chance. You're giving the Raiders a fighting chance each and every week. 17-game season, you're giving them the opportunity to win each and every time you hit the field if you're only going to give about 23 points per game. So that's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. We'd love to hear from you on your thoughts on the defensive conversation, sacks conversation, when it matters the most. Does it matter? Do you think that defense wins championships purely itself? Or does it have to be like the Raiders have where they have a really good offense and they just need a middle-of-the-pack type defense? Hit me up, 707-654-4693. Of course, you can always hit me up on Twitter as well, at your boy Q254. Your calls and texts are coming up in segment number three. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you about rockauto.com. I told you at the beginning of the show that they're the title sponsor of today's show. And not only that, they're a family business that's been serving auto park customers online for over 20 years. And the thing about rockauto.com is they really help you save money. There's no reason to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. You should just go to rockauto.com and get it at a huge discount. That's, That's what it's all about, right? It boils down to money, the almighty dollar, greenbacks. You know, are you spending a lot? Are you saving a lot? Well, rockauto.com is going to help you save a lot of money and also get you the parts that you desire. Same exact parts for professionals as it is for do-it-yourselfers. So there you go. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, whatever it is you need for your car, they've got it. The catalog at rockauto.com is unique. It's super easy to navigate. So even a dummy like me could punch in something and just have a description and boom, that part that I need will come up. Now, I'll tell you right now, um, I'm going to need someone that not only knows what the part is, but they know how to how to put it on and use it and fix it because I'm not that guy. But you probably are. So rockauto.com is ideal for you. Make sure you go and check it out today. While you're there, there's a box that said, how'd you hear about us? In the in the bottom, just write Locked On Raiders Podcast. That's how they know that I'm doing my job. I sent you in the right direction. And they'll say, hey, Q, good job. We appreciate you. That's all we need. <laughs> just put it in the box. Hey, Locked On Raiders Podcast. Q's doing his job. Well, you don't have to say all that. They'll know. Either way you look at it, it is all good. RockAuto.com. Great selection. Great low prices. All the parts your car is ever going to need. Again, at RockAuto.com. Segment number three, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is a number. Let's start things off with Mark in Kentucky. He's calling to talk about a guy on the defensive side of the ball that he thinks everyone's sleeping on, a name that really nobody's talking about as far as the Raiders defense goes. Here he is, Mark in Kentucky. Hey, Q. This is Mark from Kentucky. I just left a message about Quentin Jefferson, and I don't think I described my point well enough. Quinn Jefferson, the past three years, said three or more sacks. We need that interior pass rush from the D-tackle position. If you can add Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe and then three sacks in the interior with Quinn Jefferson, along with Cleve Farrell, pass rush would be unreal. That is who we need, who we're all sleeping on on the defensive line. That's who I got my eye on. All right. Have a good day. Go Raiders. 
There he is, Mark in Kentucky, and he says Quentin Jefferson. He was picked up by uh, the Raiders through free agency from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, plays that defensive tackle position. And I'll tell you right now, man, that would be awesome if the Raiders could develop a dominant force right there. We always talk about the edges. We talk about Crosby, talk about Ngakwe, talk about Cleve Furl. But, man, if that D tackle position, if someone could really just step up and be the dude, and I know a lot of Raider Nation have talked about Mo Hurst before. Of course, Jonathan Hankins is there. Solomon Thomas is a guy that's going to get a lot of burn there. But if Quentin Jefferson could step up and develop that position and really make it difficult on the quarterback just to not be able to step up in the into the pocket and, and escape the pressure that's coming from the, the edges. Man, that, that would make that defense and that defensive line that much better. So that's a good one right there. Definitely a name to pay attention to. Thank you for that, Mark. Appreciate you getting us started on this Monday. Next up is a text from Keegan in Vancouver, Washington. What's up, Q? It's Keegan from Vancouver, Washington. Just wanted to follow up on the Alpha Dog question. I think Gus Bradley is the guy. Although nobody said it, I feel like the team wasn't confident going into last year with Paul Gunther as a defensive coordinator. And now it seems it just feels like Gus Bradley brings a jolt of confidence for this team and everyone's buying in. If you want to talk about an actual player, I think Ngakwe pairing with Gus Bradley makes him that difference maker on this team. I think he makes the whole defensive line hungry to be better and will turn into and will in turn make the secondary better. Let me know what you think. Raiders. That's from Keegan in Vancouver, Washington. Thank you for that text, my man. And yeah, Gus Bradley's name has been brought up quite a bit along with Ron Miles and uh, Richard Smith as far as uh, coaches on that staff. Uh, but Ngakwe, you know, he could be that alpha dog. You know, he's got a little bit of edge to him. He's been doing things, as far as I'm concerned, really uh, the right way this offseason, really trying to prepare himself for the upcoming season and show he could be that leader. And if him and Crosby could all of a sudden be that dynamic duo, uh, that would be awesome. You know, and, and Gus Bradley knows how to use Ngakwe. You know, he was a rookie in Jacksonville when uh, Gus Bradley was the, the head coach and uh, he got him for for one season and, and really knew how to use Ngakwe so I think that that could be a, a good pairing and Ngakwe has said that he's excited to work with Gus Bradley again because again he knows how to get the most out of him so that could be something that's very very positive moving forward so thank you so much for that text I definitely appreciate that next up is a call from I believe I know I feel like I'm gonna get this wrong I think he said coach squats out of Florida and I, I can barely make out the city that he's calling from in Florida but he's calling to talk about being a season ticket holder and had a question about my my new radio show on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here he is, Coach Squats from Florida. And if I got your name wrong, I apologize, my man. Two, this is Coach Squats, Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. And uh, I've been listening to your cast now for a while, man. It is off the hook. Love it. It is, always fires me up. And uh, I, I believe passion, man. That's, uh, that's a prerequisite of every Raider fan. And it's amazing how that bleeds over to other areas of your life. And it's contagious and it's free. So thank you for that. And uh, we are season ticket holders for the Death Star, and uh, they need to get his direct flight from Jacks to Vegas real soon. But, hey, uh, I'm just wondering how I can listen to your new radio station, 920 out in Vegas from Ponte Vedra, Florida. So, man, any tips you have, any uh, can get some more uh, Raider radio uh, instead of listening to the Jaguar talk uh, around these parts. That would be great, and I can't wait to get out there for my first ever it's been a lifelong dream to have season tickets, and now that they're in Vegas, my family has them, so it will be a six-pack flying out west, and uh, can't wait to see it. But if you have any tips on uh, how we can listen to more Raider Radio out there on 920, man, that would be greatly appreciated. And, uh, hey, keep rocking, brother. We love the, uh, love the work, love the energy, love the passion, love the content. Raiders! There he goes. Nice call right there from, I believe, Coach Squats uh, calling out of Florida. Got that nice little Raiders. Something you'll hear at Allegiant Stadium quite a bit this upcoming season. 
Uh, good call, though. Good call. Uh, definitely happy for you about the season tickets. That's something that I always wanted. I remember when I got a radio job in Monterey, I thought I had hit the big time. I was the assistant program director uh, for a music station there, Jammin' 97.9. I thought, man, I got the big time. I'm living in Monterey. That's not very far from the Bay Area. I'm going to get season tickets to the Raiders. I'm going to go up there every Sunday. And, uh, yeah, it's just something that never happened. <laughs> but it's okay. It worked out. You know, obviously, I've been doing the podcast for a long time. Now I get to cover the Raiders firsthand for Raider Nation Radio 9. 20 Lotus Broadcasting. Very excited about that. Uh, as far as my radio show, lvsportsnetwork.com, it's really kind of a, a complicated website. If you go to the website, it's kind of hard to navigate through, but you can click on lvsportsnetwork.com and then click on Raider Nation Radio 920. You'll be able to hear the show. It's from 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, West Coast Time. That's going to be starting on, I believe, the 26th. I'll be filling in for Vinny from the 15th to the 23rd, and he's on from 4 to 6 p.m. West Coast time. And then also I'll be filling in for for uh, Pritch, or not for Clay, I'm sorry, uh, on, on the morning show with Pritch. Pritch and Clay, I'll be filling in for Clay's role on the 16th uh, that morning. So, uh, yeah, I'll be very, very busy uh, throughout the next week or so. But officially on the 26th, that's when my show is going to start, 2 to 4 p.m., West Coast Time, Raider Nation Radio. The other way you can listen to it, not just going to the website, you can also go to the Raiders app. If you got that on your phone, you can click on the app, and then there's uh, it says radio right there on the app. You can click on that, and it'll take you right there to Raider Nation Radio 920 as well. So appreciate you. Oh, and if you follow me on Twitter, at your boy Q254, I'll always post a link on, uh, on my Twitter account each and every day when I say who's coming up on the show or what's coming up on the show. I always put a little link that you can click on and listen to the show directly that way as well. So hopefully that answers your question, but I do appreciate the call. Next up, I got a text from Stabler's Ghost. And of course, we're talking Raiders here. So we're talking Kenny the Snake Stabler, of course. But when I see that, the first time I saw that name, Stabler's Ghost, as a big Law & Order SVU fan, I started thinking of Detective Stabler and uh, his ghost. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I love that show. And so uh, as soon as I see Stabler, and I know he's not on it, has his own little kind of runoff show now. Uh, maybe it could be uh, Stabler's Ghost on Law & Order SVU. But either way, getting back to this, uh, this text from Stabler's Ghost, talking about Kenny the Snake Stabler. Of course, says, hey, Q, it's Taylor's Ghost, a new booty from the 413. I've been repping the Raider Nation in the heart of New England for two plus decades. I want to echo my nation brothers and sisters in saying congratulations on getting to Vegas. We all can't wait to hear the great new things you'll be able to achieve there. I just want to say I think that we'll be a better team than many think, and this is why. Our young wideouts have an offseason. Bradley makes the defense automatically better. I think the defense is going to play with a collective chip on their shoulder, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say we blow out some teams, including the home opener. That's right. The defense shines and plays angry while the young offense shreds on the ground, which opens up the pass game. We'll beat the Ravens by 21 in the Death Star, and you could take that to the bank. Anyway, you really do this thing better than anyone else, and the nation's proud to have you. Raiders! That's from Stabler's Ghost. And I'll tell you right now, that's going to be a sound, and I've done it multiple times and said it multiple times on today's show. Raiders! That's something that's going to ring loud and proud in Allegiant Stadium. That's going to be something they're going to be able to hear when they open up those, uh, those windows on the stadium that I have driven by multiple times since I've been in Las Vegas already. When they open up them windows, man, they're going to hear that chant from the, the strip, and that's, that's really, really going to be exciting. As far as your text, uh, I don't know how many games the Raiders are going to blow teams out, but wouldn't that be awesome if the defense just came up and just, just played lights out a few games? Again, like I said in segment number two, I'm not talking about them being a top 10 defense, just talking about being complimentary, coming up with some turnovers, coming up with some sacks when it matters, coming up with some stops when it matters, shaving off seven points a game. If you could do that, you're winning a lot more games than you're losing, you know, especially with that offense like you mentioned. And you did briefly mention the young wide receivers. They have an offseason. 
I would love to see that make a big, big difference. And it might, you know. I'd like to see Brian Edwards. He's a guy I've talked about multiple times. I'd love to see him step up and and be a a big-time difference maker. And, of course, Henry Ruggs with all that speed. Love to see the Raiders just get creative with them. The way that they use him offensively, just get creative, man. Get the ball in his hands and let him go. You know, let a, let a cheetah be a cheetah. And, well, I don't want to say cheetah because that's Tyreek Hill's name. But, you know, let a, a big-time playmaker like that go out there and make plays. Just let him do that, right? That makes all the sense. So uh, thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. Thanks for being a new booty in the 413 and repping Raider Nation for two-plus decades in the heart of New England. Good stuff, my man. Definitely appreciate you. And one final call for today comes from 901 Raider in Memphis, Tennessee. He's calling to speak on the Alpha Dog conversation we had last week and shares his take on it. Here he is, 901 Raider, calling out of Memphis, Tennessee. Yo, Q, this is uh, congratulations on the job, man. This is the 901 Raider calling from Memphis, Tennessee. I just want to make a comment about uh, your podcast, your take last week on the uh, Alpha Dog situation. And uh, what I want to say is, you know, we got to first find out what kind of team are we going to be. Are we going to be an explosive offense or are we going to be a shutdown defense? And the alpha dog can be on paper coming in as an alpha dog, but the alpha dog becomes an alpha once he produces on the field. And whatever side of the ball is is leading the team, uh, that dog is going to come out of that organ, out of that side of the field and that organization. Everybody's going to gravitate toward him, i.e. Ray Lewis in Baltimore, i.e. Uh, uh, Mahomes in uh, Kansas City. So, you know, I don't think you can establish a person's name. He's going to have to become an alpha dog based on the results he has on the field. That's my take, partner. Again, congratulations. Love to Raider Nation. I'm out. There he goes. 901 Raider right there. And, hey, good call. Really good call. And I, I, I love and I understand what you're saying about establishing the team first before you can name a guy the alpha uh, but I do believe that, you know, looking at this Raiders squad and looking at other teams around the league, you can identify alpha dogs even before, you know, the season gets started or training camp. And, and that's just kind of what I'm talking about, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think the Raiders really need an alpha dog. Uh, it could be Max Crosby. It could be Unique Ngakwe. It could end up being rookie Trayvon Merrick. I mean, there's a lot of different guys that could step up. Corey Littleton could also step up in a major way. There's a lot of different directions that that alpha dog can come from on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, offensively, you're right. I mean, there's could be a lot of different guys established, and, and, and you know, you just have to look at how the uh, how the team kind of comes together. But uh, I think that you can still find and, and, and identify your leadership and identify your, your alpha dog before they ever really take the field. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate it. Appreciate the breakdown as well. Uh, so that's all I got for you for today's show, Locked On Raiders podcast on this Monday, July 12th. First day of school for me. Had to pick out my clothes the night before. You know, it's funny. You know, I was telling the wife on the on the drive in the U-Haul as we had 18-plus hours to talk. I was telling her about the fact that, oh, it never rains in Vegas, man. You know, when it was raining on, on our drive up, I was like, man, you know, that's probably all the rain you're going to ever see because it really doesn't ever rain. You remember going back to that Tony, Tony, Tony song? It never rains in Southern California. And I, I, I don't sing, so that's not, you know. Anyway, I was kind of saying that as far as uh, it goes in Vegas. And it was funny, Sunday night started raining started raining in vegas uh, started hearing some lightning and some thunder and thought man as soon as i say it, it's not gonna rain i'll say it rains so either way i'm just excited to be in vegas i'm excited for today to be my first day at lotus broadcasting and uh man it's just gonna get bigger and better every single day and the podcast is gonna get bigger and better every single day and i uh, cannot wait to uh, training camp actually get started which is in less well i think 15 days from today 15 days from today 
Very, very exciting. So, uh, Raider Nation, we'll be back tomorrow here on the podcast. Of course, we'll have more news and notes of the day. We'll have more calls and texts throughout that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. And, of course, we'll have more conversation piece as we continue to fly through this offseason, NFL and Raiders related. So that's all we got. And uh, we'll talk again tomorrow. Until then, Raider Nation, stay safe, take care of your family, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby.